Hello, America, and welcome to the Ryan Mack Podcast Show. I am your host, Ryan McKenzie. Today's episode, um, I wanted to go in more of a financial uh, discussion. Uh, last week, we talked about what it means to be woke and the wokeness that is seeping into our lives on um, an everyday level. Um, talked about the education and the policies that are being handed down there and these corporations that decided to envelope these woke policies. Today, I wanted to bring to light something that has the potential to be absolutely devastating to all of us as Americans. And some of you may be aware of it, some of you may not, because you just you don't think about this, and it's been talked about in some of the other shows. Um, it's something that's similar to the Chinese credit score. And its its impact is far-reaching if it's implemented to its fullest extent. It's terrible. Um, and it's called ESG. Now, I don't know the whole aspect of where it's been implemented as far as the economy and certain companies um, who have implemented it. But... It's a financial investment on companies that have boards that govern things. Um, and in the stock market, you have S&P 500 that are cracking down on companies like Tesla. You get a social credit score rating. Um, essentially, they cut off funding if you don't meet certain criteria. So what is ESG? Well, it's environmental, social, and governance. And it's exactly what it says it is. It's um, fundamentally, you have the E, the environmental portion of it. This may include corporate climate policies, energy use, waste, pollution, natural resource conservation, and treatment of animals. So if you think of anything environmental that the left has tried to impose on companies and cracking down on it and over-regulating companies... This is the E part of the ESG. This is implementing across the board on, uh, if you think big oil companies, you know, are you doing things for the environment? Are you cleaning up your carbon emission? Um, you know, the whole talk of reducing carbon footprint across the globe with the, some of these destructive leftist policies. The E part of this um, has a huge impact because, as you know, the green weenies, the green nuts, the... the climate alarmist cult um, Sean Hannity alludes to this is what this is for um, going green is your company is your small business is your investment firm are you environmentally conscious and at, at its own um, outlook seems like it makes sense right you all want to be environmentally friendly I get that but here's where it can go extreme on the E side. Investments into your company or if you want a loan for your business can be skewed or nulled or eliminated altogether if you don't adhere to their ESG standards on environment. If you score low on environment, you may not get that funding for your business. If you score low on environment, you may not get that loan for you personally. You know, that that's where it's coming to, not just a, a customer 
employer standpoint, but on a personal standpoint, at this crackdown financial system comes to the little guys like you and I, if we're not green enough on our own admission, then we can we can lose out financially in the economy. So this is this is their fight privately to take it to us, and it it should be illegal, and there should be a pushback for it, and there is, and that's coming um, in a minute. So you have environmental, okay? Think climate change. These Nazis about climate change. That's the part of it. Then you have social. The social criteria will look at a company's relationships with its stakeholders. Do suppliers hold its own standards? Does the company donate percentages of its profits to a local community? Are they community friendly? Or do they encourage employees to volunteer um, their time? Do workplace conditions reflect regard for employees, health, and safety? Or does the company take an unethical advantage of, of its customers. So on the out like again on the outset, you want to be socially aware, you know, is your company good? But that that seems to be twisting it to okay, that makes sense. Why would you not want that? Well, here's here's the deal with that. And this should un unease anybody. If you look at companies um with this standard, uh with stakeholders, any company with a board or investment opportunities, you may not, again, get funding from banks who use your company's investment strategies using this new ESG standard. You may not get opportunities to invest in more future funding if your social score of the ESG is low. Are you socially aware of, you know, the big, the, the big issues, you know, social justice warriors out there are you donating your time to certain woke social um causes you know that the left wants to inflict on the entire population so those kinds of things again initially it sounds like why wouldn't you want your company to be charitable we do but we don't want it forced you don't want to cripple somebody financially because they're not doing exactly what you do. You know, State Farm has their charities. Every company has a charity that they set aside as a as a fixture, a part of their volunteering time and, and their donations, right? But it's not forced. The whole part of charity is charitable. It's volunteering. It's a choice. This governing aspect of companies especially banking industry is making sure that you adhere to this leftist woke agenda and or else you won't get your economic um, piece of the pie you won't get funding for your business you won't get funding you won't get a loan for your personal um, wants and needs you want that house we noticed that you don't take particularly kind of your charitable donations, so you're not donating it enough, so we're not going to give you that funding. And then there's the G of the ESG, and that's governance. So the standards on governance is to ensure a company uses accurate and transparent accounting methods 
pursues integrity and diversity. There's that keyword diversity in selecting its leadership and holding us accountable to shareholders. Now, I, I'm all for a company being diverse, but here's the thing. Diversity should be a natural implementation. Any company hiring a diverse group of employees should take in consideration that first and foremost, their skills relate to the company's needs, not their skin color, not their sexual preference, um, not their personal political um, bearing, none of that. That comes secondary. Most companies don't even care how you vote. Personally, if you're if you're if a company is ran the right way, they don't care what you do personally, as long as you don't reflect poorly on the company's um, appearance. You know, take for instance, um, if you work at State Farm and you also personally go to the bar afterwards. Well, if you get drunk, share a bunch of pictures wearing your State Farm hoodie or State Farm work shirt that kind of thing, that reflects poorly on the company. So that that's common sense to most of us on the right. To the left, maybe not so much. They party every night, probably. You know, they don't have a job. They party every day. Uh, so those issues, again, make sense, right? You want to hold up integrity, uh, making sure you're accurate and transparent. You know, on the wording of the ESG nuts, that they twist it. And they tell you, oh, it's going to be fine. You just need to make sure you're accurate and transparent with your methods. Your integrity holds up and you're diverse in your relationship with your leadership. And it's accountability to shareholders. We all want that, right? You want to hold your companies accountable to shareholders. But again, it's freedom of choice. And when you're a company that's spending all kinds of money hiring, you want to be diverse. You don't want to be you know, hiring just all white people or all Mexican people or all black people just for the sake of their skin color. That's that's wrong. That's racist. So this push, like I talked about last week's episode, this push to build everything based on race completely backwards from how we are supposed to grow and expand. Um, our culture has been rot rotted with this idea that Character doesn't matter. Your qualifications don't matter. None of that matters to the left. You look at the, for instance, the Biden administration. Their qualifications don't matter. They think that as long as you check a box, you're hired. And that's what the the G in ESG is all about. They mean, yeah, you should be transparent with your methods and how you conduct yourself. Okay, accountability, yeah, sure. But are you diverse enough? Are you hiring enough minorities? That's where it comes into problem. You, They can hammer you financially if you're part of the ESG agenda with these companies that are in charge of these banks, in charge of your funding and investments. They will literally hammer you financially if you're not woke enough, if you're not diverse enough, if you don't go along with their social justice programs and guidance if you don't go along with their climate change cult and think that everything you use is toxic waste, if you don't go along with any of this, they will hammer you financially. And this, this is a problem because it becomes 
government aspect through private entities. It's another way the government to have their hands deep into the pockets of these private companies and corporations that have no business dealing with the government. The government can't legally ban investments on certain companies themselves through legislation unless they're in serious violation of anything, financial laws. What they're doing and what the Biden administration has been doing is using the private sector to do its dirty work for them. And that's what ESG is. It's using the private sector to do the dirty work of banning anything and anyone that doesn't agree with their agenda. It's sick and twisted, but it's effective. If you think about it, they're stupid smart. They're not stupid stupid. There's a difference. They're stupid smart. They, they know what they're doing by design, and it's intentional. If you don't go along with this leftist climate alarmist cult, then you will be shut out financially. And we all need to look deep into this. That's why I brought this to light tonight. Because it should scare every one of you that if you, no matter what you do in your political um, avenue, whether you vote a certain way, that shouldn't matter when you go get a job, where you go get um, funding from the bank. You should go to be able to go to your bank and go, I want this amount of much. I'm qualified for this amount of much. I want this. I need to do this. I have a project. I want to buy a house. I want to buy a car. I need a loan for my business. None of the criteria should be dependent upon your personal views of politics or climate or social issues. The only thing that should matter is your credit worthiness. Are you able to pay back your debt? That's the only really thing, the really biggest criteria for lending. And what the banks and some of these big, big banks, you think Chase, PNC, um, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, these, these giant banks um, are swallowing up smaller banks and they're forcing companies to do this ESG standard of operation. Um, so investments in ESG, what does that look like? Well, on the environmental side, publish a carbon or carbon reducing or sustainability report. You know, you're limiting your harmful pollutants, you know, your, your social criteria, you're operating on an ethical supply chain. They want you to support LGBTQ rights and encourage diversity, uh, pol policies to protect against sexual misconduct. All these things are already in place under discrimination laws. Um, and under the governance, you know, embrace diversity at board of directors. Your board of directors should be a diverse group. I get that, but it shouldn't be forced. You shouldn't be going to the direction of your board and going, we need more black people. We need more Latina people. Yes, I said Latina, Latin people, not Latinx, not Latinx, Latin. There's a difference. You're inclusive because it's male and female, not because it's just 47 genders. And it's ridiculous. But here you have problems when you start forcing the these things on companies. Companies should have a choice in how they operate their business. Now they have a board of directors that hold them accountable for policies that has never been you know, uh, new. That's not new. Um, but the government shouldn't be sticking its hands in the private sector. 
as far as how you embrace things. You want to be diverse. You want to support your employees and their causes. That's all fine and dandy. You should be open to that. But it should not be forced. And that's ESG standard is being forced on companies. And there's, well, if you think of all the states that are hardcore Democrat ran, they're implementing these policies across the board in some of these companies. Now you're seeing pushback. There's about 20 some odd states that have have legislation or legislation past or passing to block this ESG from being implemented. And it's it's a system in which it'll be legislation eventually in some states that we've passed um, on the Democrat side. If it is, it's going to be a nightmare for financial investments. Uh, but you're seeing it um, from, the, from the environmental side and the oil companies. Oil companies, um, the oil is a, is a global commodity. It's a future investment commodity. Um, when there's hostility towards these companies financially. You know, the Biden administration has come out and said, we're going to ban gas cars by 2035. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to go green, cut our carbon, carbon footprint. That's all fine and dandy, but when you start being hostile towards investment, then they stop spending money towards refineries and future drilling and opportunities to grow and expand um, our biggest and largest energy sector. And so that by doing so, they forcefully and through a loophole, not having to worry about legislating it, essentially shut down the oil industry by just coming out and saying, we're going to do this, this, and this. And that's, that's by design. They want to crush the energy sector and go totally green. And this ESG nightmare is part of their agenda. And it's not just on a company basis. It's not just on a, a business corporation aspect. It's coming down the personal pipeline. Eventually, if this is fully implemented, which the left will try to make sure that nobody knows about it, that how bad it is, because they want you to think it's just you know magical rainbows and, and unicorns. Everything's fine. You should want to go green. You should want to care about rights and being diversity and, and, and being diverse and being responsible. All on the surface sounds great, but in all reality, it's a nightmare and it'll ruin everything we know about what our country is and how our country survives. None of this is a good idea. And some people in the social media and media groups, they know about it. Glenn Beck has talked extensively about it. Um, others have talked about it, but not a lot of politicians know, at least on the right, enough about ESG. The ones who do have already tried to ban it through legislation. The ones who don't just kind of roll their eyes and go, yeah, yeah, I know about it, but you know, it is what it is. But it's not it is what it is. It needs to be stopped. So I encourage you, um, to to really take take this stuff seriously, whether you hear it from me or you do your own research, because please, 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 please do not just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own research. I'm going to tell you things. I'm going to tell you what I feel about certain topics, but I'm, I'm wanting you to do your research as well because that's why I'm here. I want the little guys to be to be a part of the conversation. 
and I, I didn't always know about some of these main political um, agendas that were coming down the pipeline over the years. And this is something that I'm new and learning at. And I feel like it's important to get it out because um, this has a potential to wreck us financially. Um, now, some of the pros and cons, in all, in all honesty, it doesn't sound half bad on the pro side. You know, you want to be responsible as an investor, right? You want to sacrifice to some degree based on financial criteria. Um, Take two industries, for example, you know, tobacco and and defense. You know, they've avoided by many ESG investors have historically produced well above market returns. Well, um, that all changed. Their social value, their ESG criteria, helps investors avoid the blow-ups that occur when companies operate in risky or unethical manners. Um, so the pro can be, you know, companies can be held li- li- accountable for their actions and consequences. Remember, on the pro side of this, BP's golf spill, 2010. Um, Volkswagen's emission scandal, which destroy the company's stock prices and cost them billions of dollars. So there's a certain aspect of being held accountable through some level of this that might seem okay. But in the grand scheme of things, those are just minor aspects to the ESG system that they want to implement. They they twist it in a way, oh, well, gee, that sounds great. But all reality is that's common sense. You should be held accountable if you have uh, issues that occur, like the golf spill and like the emission scandal, those things should be held accountable. You know, if they go, if they happen to go wrong, um, and no one's saying that's a bad thing. But when you cram some of these woke policies down companies' throats, that's become tyranny. That becomes China. China issues a social credit score and cuts you off based on anything that you disagree with the communist government um and they control you you don't have any freedom of of investing or using your money they control every aspect of your life that's not the way america was founded uh so as esg minded business practices try to gain more traction investment firms increase their performance on tracking financial services companies like jp morgan Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, and others, they publish annual reports that review the ESG approaches and bottom line results. Again, this comes down to are companies doing enough on the environmental, social, and governance criteria in order to justify financial lending? And if you score low, which I believe recently... Beck talked about it in one of his episodes where Tesla received a low score from the S&P 500 simply because the S&P 500 believed that Tesla wasn't doing enough environmentally and social issues and, and all that. When all reality, Tesla does a lot of work in making the environment better on their, on their half half. And they've worked extensively on some things on renewable resources. Now, 
I, I'm not the greatest fan of Tesla, um, but you got to give Elon credit. He's innovative and he does what he can, and he's doing things the way he's going to see fit. So you have the banks um, reviewing companies' strategies and criteria to determine if they're worthiness of funding. Now, that already is a thing. Banks will determine companies' worthiness of credit and funding, but that has nothing to do with their social, environmental, and governance policies. This ESG criteria has completely gone off the rails with how banks are typically supposed to be lending money. It is not dependent upon which way you vote, how diverse your governing board is, or how politically motivated you are, and how climate-friendly you are. None of this is good for investments, and it's going to cripple the economy, cripple the country, and destroy America as you, as you know it. Um, and so we have to stand up. You have to contact your state representatives, your state senators, your U.S. representatives and senators, and make sure that they know that you do not want ESG implemented. You do not want any part of this. Because eventually, it's coming down the personal attack where I may not be able to get a loan for buying a home because I post too many conservative things. I'm not climate friendly enough. Uh, I'm not diverse enough in my vocabulary, so I don't get that loan. That stuff, upon, along the lines of the woke stuff that I talked about last week, that's happening. And ESG is here. And if we don't stand up and try to speak out more against it and act more on it and harass your representatives in a, in a respectful manner, um, then it will be here on a permanent basis. And you will see a destruction like you have, you have never seen before with investments in the banking industry. So um, I wanted just to touch on a little bit there could be a lot more to be brought up with principles and criteria and what it is. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about what it is and what its impact is negatively on us personally and economically. Um, so ESG, Environmental Social Governance. Remember it. Learn it. Do your research more about it. I'm still learning more about it, about what its implementations are, um, learning more about what it actually, the greater risks are with implementing it. Um, and it, I gotta tell you guys, it's just, it's nuts. Uh, along with the ESG, the woke policies these companies are doing, the education, the healthcare industry, um, this administration is turning this country into a cesspool, a literal cesspool. And they think it's this fantasy utopia of, ooh, we're going to have no gas cars by 2035, and we're going to be green, and we're going to be great, and we're going to go on unicorn magic dust, because that's how we get around. It, it is absolutely radical, and it's stupid that they continue to find ways to destroy our country. There's no, there's no reason to implement any of these policies that these companies, these banks, these states, and this government um, is doing. 
and we have to step up and fight back. Now, I want to talk something that branches off of ESG, and I included it in my sneak preview um, earlier this evening, but I want to discuss something that should scare the literal crap out of conservatives, and particularly the Second Amendment fans like yours truly. Uh, over the weekend, I happened to catch Glenn Beck and Dan Bongino talk about this. Visa, MasterCard, American Express, I'm sure there's other credit card companies out there that are lesser known, uh, but those are the big three. Uh, and I'm sure more banks will decide to do this. But they are going to essentially put your names on a list if you purchase ammo and firearms. Now, legally, the federal government has no authority keeping track of a registry. They don't put your name on a list. There's no national registry, although Democrats want to. They want to find out where your guns are, how many you have, and if you're able to pass them down to, I don't know, your kids, your grandkids, your family members who legally can own a firearm. Currently, there's no laws that they can implement in place to track that. And they figure since they can't legislate it because it's widely unpopular, it is the worst thing to hit America. And it would be unconstitutional if they tried to implement it. Literally the worst. So here's the deal. They backdoor this policy. Okay, so we don't know if Visa come out and just had an epiphany and decided to change their mind. But at first, they wrote a letter to Elizabeth Warren and others saying, no, I'm not banning um, guns, ammo, firearms from purchases. That's that's illegal. It's out my authority of Congress, whatever. I'm not doing that. No, you know, that's the paraphrasing, of course, but I'm not doing it. But then he kind of, yeah, he kind of turned around and was like, you know what? Uh, that's a good idea. So whether he was strong-armed, whether he had a gun to his head by the left and Congress, he came out and said, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to go ahead and make a list but not make a list of people that purchase. So how they do it? Well, they're going to separate out their transactions um, for itemizations. They won't you know, make it public necessarily. You know, I don't know. They might give it to Congress You know, if they want to track it down and find you where your guns are. They can absolutely do so. They're going to build out their general merchandise list. Instead of buying guns and ammo and placing under general merchandise tracking, they will separate it out so that, voila, they have a list of who bought what and where and when and what they purchased. And it won't be just under general merchandise like buying shoes or clothes or you know things like that. It'll be literally separated into what they call list. Now, they may not call it a list. They might just call it itemized you know, spending tracking, but it's a list. It's a their way of a legal list tracking where your guns are, where you push it, where you purchase them, what you purchased without, you know, legislating from the bench, how much you can be tracked. So if I were you and you love the Second Amendment, what you could do if you own a visa credit card, MasterCard credit card, American Express, and you're not sure if they're going to start doing this. Um, 
call them. Ask them. Pound down their door and say, you are not going to track what I do with my spending. That is not your right. Harass them as well. Or you know what? Pay in cash. Go buy your guns. Go buy your ammo in cash. They can't trace that. So that's another part of this agenda. It's similar to the ESG policy, but it's not legislated so because they can't by law, by authority, by constitution that we so adhere to, except for the left. They hate it. They want to despise of it. They, they want to destroy it and tear it down and rip it apart and shred it. They want to do things their way, and if they can't legally do it, they'll have the private sector do it. So, again, ESG and these banking companies, they will find a way to implement bans and lists and blacklists, and they will put us conservatives in hard places. They will put us in jail. They will put us in uh, hard-to- overcome circumstances you know they'll think oh well if i just make firearms more expensive if i just make this list a little handier to the congress who wants to investigate uh jim down the street because some anonymous tip said he had guns ablazing and he was firing at everybody in reality it wasn't uh that they can and they will but they're not going to use legislation because they know they can't um just something to think about um, and be aware of because if we don't keep up on these policies and they don't do your research, it's going to end up being too late. And again, I can't say this enough, guys. Do your research, stand up, punch the left right back in the mouth. They need it figuratively. You know, don't be don't be like them. Don't be crazy. Don't be weird. Don't be destructive, but if we don't stand up and punch them where they punch us, they are going to win, and we can't let them win. The left hates you. They hate America, and they will do anything in their power to make sure that you don't have your gun, you don't have your ammo, and that you don't drive your filthy, nasty, stanky-ass four-wheel drive V8 engine. They will make sure of all of that however legally possible they can. So stand up, fight back, and don't give in to the 1% that's trying to control us. Stay tuned for next week. See you guys, and be sure to follow me where you get your podcasts and on Facebook at Ryan Mac Show. Uh, have a good night.